Welcome to Trust the Bachelor Process, a podcast where Bachelor superfans and sisters, Alex and Sarah, discuss all things Bachelor Nation, typically with a glass of rosé in hand, our two true passions. So sit back with us, sip rosé with us, and enjoy the journey with us. James's episode of The Bachelor. Um, we are so excited today because we are joined by two guests who you know and love so much, um, just as much as we know and love. Um, please welcome to the show um, our very special guests, Alyssa Littman and Taylor Mashak, host of one of my favorite podcasts ever called The Table Flipping Podcast. It drops every Friday. Um, welcome, ladies. How are you? Hi, so good to be here. How are you? Ah, so good. We're just so happy you're here. <laughs> I'm excited to chat. I'm ready to dig I, in. <laughs> I feel like we we chatted a little bit um, prior to pressing record, and I, I can already feel like we might have a difference of opinion this week. I, <laughs> we're divi- we're divided. We're like a divided group. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, before we get started, um, I think we just wanted to um, send our condolences to uh, Jamie Tarsis. Um, there was a title card for her in the beginning of this episode. Um, she was like a industry legend. Um, she produced um, hit ABC series such as Happy Endings. She ran the NBC network when she was 32 and she was just an all around amazing woman that both Alyssa and I had the privilege of working for at some point in our lives. And um, Taylor, you actually, didn't you meet Mike on a show that Taylor, that Jamie produced? Oh yeah, I did. Um, uh, you said Taylor, but I think- Oh, maybe. sorry, Alyssa. <laughs> no, that's okay. <laughs> um, I was like, Taylor? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Taylor. The first show that I worked on in television um, was called Your Family Mine. It was a Jamie Tarsus produced show. Greg Malins ran it. And that's where I met my boyfriend of almost six years, Mike. And if she had never produced that show, my life would be totally different. Um, she was also the first female head of any network, which is a huge deal. Um, and she was a genius and I, it's very sad that she passed away too soon. Um, and we're definitely thinking about her family and her friends and everyone who um, is affected by this because she touched a lot of people's lives through work and everything. So yeah, totally. I think she was important to this franchise as well um, because um yeah, she was just part of their their ABC family. So sending love to the Tarsis crew. Um, but uh, I guess we should talk about happier things, which is this episode of The Bachelor. Um, well, at least I think it's so. I thought it was happier things, but apparently maybe not. <laughs> okay. All right. So we were on Taylor and Alyssa's podcast, Table Flipping, and um, they have strong opinions about Matt James as our lead. And I'm going to let you ladies take it away from here. Uh, tell, us, <laughs> tell us your, your, your raw, <laughs> unfiltered uh, feelings about him. Does this not feel like 
complete chaos when he's saying I feel the same as you to every single girl on the episode especially this episode especially okay here's the thing you guys swayed me a little bit when you came on our pod and you were like hey you know what the biggest knock against him is that he is this like uber hot uber successful kind of fun guy living in New York super young how are you gonna be him and like want to settle I just don't believe that he wants to settle down but other than that he seems like a good guy and I was like maybe that's just the only thing I'm holding against him right like maybe that's my judgment and I shouldn't do that this is a guy with an embarrassment of riches and he's just figuring out how to deal with it right but then this episode He's like going overboard about how he's reassuring everybody that he's so glad that they're there in a way that was so disingenuous to me. I was like, this is shocking. And I will say a couple episodes ago, and I think it actually might've been for Sarah, there was a date he was on where he said, can you tell me like how I could make you feel better here? And that was a big green flag for me. I was like, oh, I love this. What a good guy. And then he did it 17 more times, you guys. <laughs> and it became a red flag. I mean, he practically told Rachel that she's it. Like, but then he <laughs> undercut himself by telling several other girls that, but not in as convincing of a way. Do you not agree? Sarah is like ready to go. She's ready <laughs> to fight. <laughs> you're right. Everything you're saying is right. Sarah is beet also- red right now. I just want to point that out. <laughs> also, I'm in like a wool sweater. Okay. <laughs> but you have to remember that he is brand, not only is he like brand new bachelor, like he is brand new. Like you can tell there's nothing about this show that he's running. Oh, like yeah. he's, he's yeah. not, he's not <laughs> producing. He has to be produced because he's not just a new bachelor. He's totally new to the show. Like he never had his intro period of like being a contestant. Like all he knows is what Tyler Cameron told him, which was probably like the easy breeziest experience anyone could ever have because you're Tyler Cameron. (laughs) And so like he, I think he probably, I think that the things you're saying or or that he's saying of like, how can I make you more comfortable or, you know, whatever. Some of the good lines that we're hearing from him are him, but I imagine that they're probably like, that's good. You should say that more. You should ask that more. Okay. Mm -hmm. I hear this. I hear what you're saying. And I raise you, I hear that the words could be coming from the producers, but I raise you the action of throwing an egg at MJ. Like, getting chased by her and then running directly to Piper to make out with her in the middle of an interview and then coming back and just like basking in the glow of like all the other women. I just think yeah, that, that the weird. actions are like not lo- uh, there. He's like, he's loving it a little too much is how I feel. He is like a boy at Chuck E. Cheese for his yes. goddamn birthday. He <laughs> is running around. He doesn't know which part of the whole place to be. He is just, and that, and you know, and that really does, point to everything that you had pointed out about him being a bachelor you know he's more of a bachelor than he is the bachelor like he's just Mm. soaking up being such a hot available guy and feeling like the stakes are a little low for him because it doesn't matter if he gets engaged or not because he's just going to be hot shit for a while that being said I sip the kool-aid of the show in that I think he really does 
like a few of the girls. Like I simultaneously doubt his bullshit while I also am like, <laughs> I'm also on my high horse enough to be like, he's definitely falling in love with her and he can't even control <laughs> it. Like, he <laughs> so I do think there was moments on his date with Rachel. I think there was moments on his date with Serena P that were like, I thought really real because he's being swept up. But I think it's, I think he's a victim to it rather than like a participant. Yeah, I think he's definitely yeah. in a phase of his life where he should be dating lots of people because I think he genuinely likes getting to know them and talking to them and making out with them, obviously. But I mean, I, your your Chuck E. Cheese analogy couldn't be more perfect because, yeah. like, you know, if he eats all the pizza, he's going to get sick. Um, so, yeah. Wow. He just wow. <laughs> Alex, should you and I start a podcast? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Sarah and I are starting a Southern Charm podcast. (laughs) I would love that, Um, actually. It's it's definitely not going to end well for him because he's doing this really similar thing to to Pilot Pete where he's validating them all wholly and they're all going to be so confused. Like, Like today we dropped a lot of the obvious people in this episode, but eventually the girls that he is like spewing these words to like he has the same phrase he tells each one of them where he's like can I tell you something I feel the same exact way like that's always like a a girl's vulnerable and then he's like can I tell you something same uh and eventually (laughs) uh that's really gonna backfire and I I bet the second half of the season is gonna be quite ugly because of it um yeah yeah well but this happened to Ben Higgins too he did this oh which by the way I was thinking that maybe the loser of the bracket needs to read and give a book report on Alone in Plain Sight, the Ben Higgins story. Wow. That's a really good prize, Sarah. I mean, that will you guys also, you had suggested that we have to buy a product from Victoria's wellness website and then do a video, like an unboxing (laughs) video of it. And that's so funny. I mean, both of these are really funny. Guys, I, I don't know why I'm all anyway. Like, <laughs> why do we have to lose? Like, I was just like, wait, I'm, I win or lose, I'm in. Um, <laughs> we, we did a bracket, guys, on the Table Flipping podcast, and we had to come up with like what the like the loser of the bracket is gonna have to do. <laughs> so we're trying to figure that out right now. Yeah, I don't think my bracket's oh. doing too hot. So no, mine's horrible. Well, what okay. an unpredictable season! It's too. It's yeah. too. Brackets are a pain in the ass. Like we we get so excited to do them, and then the second we start, we're like, "Why did we do this? It's impossible." Yeah, but. not. It's impossible after one night. But okay, let's talk about this rose ceremony because I actually think that Matt handled these situations well. Me too. Well, at least. At least the Anna situation. I mean, the thing with Victoria is like, she just had to go home and it's like, I'm almost glad he didn't say anything to her after her like weird goodbye speech. He stared at her like, (laughs) which is more evidence of what you get. He's so, he's so produced that her saying that line to him, he, his face was like, I don't know what my line is. Line. Yes. Line, line. I think that the situation with Anna was handled very well. I think he like, I'm glad he pulled Brittany right away. He talked to her, he pulls Anna and he listens and he's kind. And he's like, you're not a terrible person, but you made a terrible mistake. And 
you gotta go, but yeah, I'm rooting you for you in responsibility life. for the bad mistake that you made, which yeah, yeah, like the punishment matched the crime for me. I agree. I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, yeah, I think he tried to he tried to you know like get America off her back a little bit by saying like, look, we've all said things we regret, and she got to say it was a mistake, and she should have never said it, and so hopefully it's like let's just yeah not her life, you know. Right. But she needed to like be sent home for it for sure. Yeah. But it was like interesting to see the girls like spinning out and like MJ is like now going up to girls and being like, listen, we need to make Matt feel better and you have to figure out how to do it because like this is not a toxic environment. The house is fine. Everything's fine. (laughs) (laughs) They were freaking out. Do you guys, because like I, I have been like so sickened by Victoria that I, I've just like, I've been so itching for her to go, but I was texting with my boyfriend who's a part of a a bachelor league and he like a fantasy draft league. And he was saying the people in his chat are going to miss Victoria. And I can't really wrap my head around it. Does like any, are any of you guys like worried that the content's not going to be as good now that she's gone? I, first of all, had her going home this week, so it could not have been more of a chef's kiss for myself. <laughs> yeah. uh, and I and I remember filling out the bracket thinking, like, will she go that far? And I was like, she's, they're making her so obviously, like, to a disgusting degree, good TV. So they're, they're going to keep her as long as possible. And this was as long as they could keep her, right? Like, we couldn't watch more forced makeouts between the two of them. But they're teeing us up because they're fucking drug dealers. They're teeing us up with this MJ Jesenia stuff. And then once that stops after next week, we're going to have a much smaller group where we're now going to be the drama is about the real quote unquote connections, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to miss her, I think, as long as they keep dealing out the drug that is the Bachelor drama to us. I think they've figured out the equation where they could lose her at this point. And MJ is also super mean. Yeah. <laughs> Which is so crazy. No, I agree with everything you said. Harmony. <laughs> I preach like, harmony. <laughs> I did what enjoy seeing Victoria like fully unravel and like be totally unself-aware and being like, I'm like the most positive person in the house. I'm so loyal, like just completely disconnected from reality. That was exciting. I did also enjoy seeing that she has the Dyson hair curler, which is so expensive and her hair looks so bad. So that brought me a lot of pleasure as well. Oh yeah. Mm. I don't think her hair really holds a curl. No. And that was a waste of like $700 for sure. That's how expensive It it is? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've, been really wanting it. I've been wanting it for a long time. And I agree, Alyssa. And just for anyone, hot tip that like looking for a hair dryer, I got the Revlon like hair dry brush thing and it's awesome. So do that because my hair looks better than Victoria's, I think. Yeah. I, it w- does. I also felt bad saying this, but I was like, I kind of liked seeing her cry, which felt like really evil, but it just kind of felt like a nice like closure moment for me. But I am happy to see her eye seems to be doing much better. Much better. I was like concerned sure. about it. She yeah. might have had pink eye, but I think you actually were right, Sarah. I think it is a sty. Yeah, we think yeah, it, it was, was a sty. sty. Yeah. Yeah. Oof, that's um, unfortunate. The goodbye to uh uh Mari 
who, which was kind of, a yeah, I, I, I pinned her as going far, but maybe I'm a fool. Like she hasn't necessarily been around that. No, much. I think you're a fool. I think that okay. was foolish of you. Right. Yeah. I don't know why <laughs> she was very beautiful, but she like flew under the radar. And like, there was also, she just happened to look like to me, there was like a couple of us, like she like yeah. sort of looked like Rachel. And yeah. then, but Rachel was like the hotter version of, so then just be like, oh, I'll keep Rachel. She also like, kind of looks mad. like Brittany too, you know, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. So then it's like, she let's just give it She did kind of look like a lot of them. Yeah. 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 So then if you're looking at, I imagine him looking at the headshots on a bulletin board, like they have in that scripted show, Unreal. And him being like, oh, right, Mari. Right, 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 Mari. Uh, and then just being like, I might as well lose Mari. But I bet she'll be in VIP. Because she Gone. still seemed beautiful and like a ball. So mm-hmm. are we going to get it in summer, you guys? Because we didn't before because of COVID. Well, I think we I also, I also feel like Paradise was like going through something. Because like obviously there was like the whole Corinne season mm-hmm. a few years back when they had to shut down. And then I feel like even last Paradise with, um, oh my God, what is that guy's name? Blake. Like it started getting weird and people mm-hmm. were like really, really angry. And it was like, it just started getting like weird and sad. And I'm like, I'm wondering, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm like wondering what's going to happen with paradise. Aren't they already filming the bachelorette? Like they have a location so, and everything. I read on reality Steve this morning that I don't know who it is, but he, he tweeted and said that the bachelorette, um, was supposed to be filming in Canada, but the resort now won't let them because oh, of wow. COVID reasons. So they're like scrambling to find somewhere in the US. Yeah. It's mm. weird to think that the same people who would be like, let's start policing ourselves with VIP, we, we have a responsibility, are technically the same people who are like, let's have an escort bullying plot. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but they are the same people, right? Yeah. Like, right. that's the thing, though. It's like they are the same. <laughs> I, I know. Fully, like, I think all this shit is on purpose. Now it's happened too many times. Like we can't say that this show that has been on the air for this many years doesn't have the resources to like that. You know the QAnon people that are popping up on the show and the you know all the shady people from yeah. the pack Garrett, like all of that stuff oh. with Becca, everything. I'm like, this is. I fully think this is part of the drama, and they know it. Well, I think that yes, but I also feel like it gives them when they, like, I almost feel like they're so aware of it that, like, they know that this is bad, and they almost spike it up just so that after the season, Chris Harrison can come and, like, give his speech on, like, what's right and what's wrong, and they look like heroes, and they, like, wrap their arms around the girl that was getting bullied, or whoever it is, and they're, like, and they, like, shame the person yeah <laughs> that did it. and it's, I feel like it's like their way of being like we know what's right like we're I know but it, they're just yeah, putting I the feel problem like there sometimes they want the show to reflect the reality of the world and so mm-hmm. like they'll they'll just like throw it in and be like oh let's see what happens and at the end we can comment on it to show that we're on the right side of things but like ultimately it's just like kind of hazardous and like not worth like the repercussions that Brittany might potentially go through. I mean, luckily right. like, the storyline came up and then was dropped immediately. So yeah. like, I'm glad yeah. that they didn't stretch it out. Thank God. Because I was like, last week was the first 
episode that I was just like, I don't know if I can go on with this show. Like it was the first yeah. time I felt icky watching the show in a really long time. Um, but it's yeah. interesting. So you guys brought up, you know, like the QAnon people. Um, so I think this is a good time to talk about Rachel. So have you guys, because uh, Matt has his one-on-one with her. And right now I think she's probably our front runner basically because he told us she was. Um, but have you guys read any of this backlash online about like the pictures that she's liking or like I have a little bit I saw honestly I saw a couple of TikTok videos and then I was I also got spiraled into like the meta issue of people started to post videos about Rachel and the things that she had liked or photos that she had posted or things she had retweeted and then those those videos were taken down and then other people are coming on TikTok being like, you can't do that. You can't take down all of these videos about why Rachel sucks. And then someone else would be like, yeah, but you shouldn't be making videos about why someone sucks without having all the information. And so I kind of spiraled into a dark internet hole about that. <laughs> um, so that's <laughs> that's the the summarization of my research on the topic. Oh, totally. I was having a trouble. like, like a lot grasping it because like there it was like so disjointed that I'm just like wait what it like what exactly did she do she liked pictures of confederate flags and stuff she was a so there's pictures of her from a few years ago where she is in like a very offensive native american costume that's like not great and there's pictures of like her family and her hosting like Halloween parties where they don't have the, the best costumes in the world. Just, mm-hmm. just that's the best way to put it. Yeah. But then the, the sc- even scarier things are the, she's like liked a lot of just straight up QAnon posts um, and like reposted things on her Facebook. And then once she was on The Bachelor or starting to be on The Bachelor, she just was like kind of radio silent, which suggests okay. there is a little bit of like self-editing which is even more of a confession of guilt in some way like and and like listen I was in the music man in high school and there's a scene in the music man which is a considered an American musical classic where this like dumb ignorant character dresses up in a Native American (laughs) costume and I and we interviewed someone for our podcast who was in that musical with me and I was like oh my god fun tbt I should like put a picture of us from high school in this musical on our podcast. And then I was like, fuck this. I looked at the photo with like wiser eyes and was like, this is not good. This is like not a good look for me and did not end up posting it and ended up like self editing. So there was like a part of me when I saw this like really, really old photo of her in this offensive costume that was like this, this sucks if this is going to make people like hate her and send her death threats but then I also like I don't know the full story and I and the QAnon stuff is way more sus to me and the the, like the radio silence while you're on the show is also not a good look can I ask someone so I've heard like bits and pieces of this story are the QAnon posts that she's liking are they like save the children posts or are they like more QAnon specific like, is there a version of this where she just know. doesn't know what the fuck she's liking? Like, Probably where she's, not. like, so unaware. I, yeah, I don't know what the, the content of the posts were. I think what is making it worse is, Taylor, you're right, the silence. Because I think it would be one thing to come out and be like, I was in college. Like, we went, I, I don't know. I'm just like, you know, I was in college and I went to, like, a Cowboys and Indians party. And, like, right. this was a yeah. really terrible, stupid mistake that I'm ashamed of. And I was able, you know, I within my white privilege bubble and just like acknowledge and take ownership and and speak about it but 
her mother is Uh-oh. now DMing the people that are posting these videos and saying things like, and I, we can't necessarily blame Rachel for her mother's actions, but I think coupled with Rachel's silence, it's making it really hard because her mom is like, she literally, someone posted one where the mom was like, oh, um, she's dressed like that because Pocahontas was her favorite Disney character. Like things like that are just like, like being defensive and like coming up with excuses and again we like can't blame Rachel yeah. Rachel for her That's mother's tough. behavior it just smells like no. one too many things you know like if yeah. it was a picture in a Native American costume at Halloween and you're like I fucked up I'm sorry if it was a save the children post and you're like oh I didn't know that that was cute or not it all of it together is like how much mental no. gymnastics do you have to do to get out of this situation? No. And listen, I can tell the story about me being in the music man, but if my mother messaged you guys and was like, back off, she was in an American <laughs> musical classic, then you guys should not talk to me anymore. <laughs> oh, right. That's not somebody that you want necessarily in, in your life. Somebody whose mom is going to come out in defense of, uh, yeah, it's Your not, problem. it's not a good look. It's not. That's it's tough. Just, yeah. That's tough. And that's but I, tough. we're waiting to see this scene with, uh, with Matt, t- like talking to her about race. And I don't know what like prompts that. Cause remember there's like a clip in the previews of her being like, I don't see color. And I think it'll be interesting to see that whole scene. Yeah, I agree. Matt actually has commented on the Rachel drama because he was like in an entertainment tonight interview, like that I think was just released a, a couple of hours ago. Like I saw Lauren Zima post it and he basically said, this is not word for word, but he basically just said, you know, we don't know the whole side of everyone's stories, but um, <laughs> like when it, you know, on women tell all he, he's like, he basically was like, I just want everyone to approach everyone with kindness. We don't, mm-hmm. we don't know the whole story or all of the facts, but you know, on women tell all, hopefully she'll get a chance to, you know, explain what all of that is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, yeah, oh, she better okay, have so a like, really good explanation. That's all I gotta like, say. If you're, you're gonna align you're, yourself with like literal Nazis and like the KKK, <laughs> then you should probably have a good explanation on women tell all. That's 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 about as yeah. much patience as I have with that. Yeah. Yeah. And well, and it know, made me feel like he was super protective protective of her. Yeah, yeah. Um she's Garrett. But he also doesn't, right, she's Garrett. Like, he's defending her a very similar way that Becca defended him. Um, but it's also just, like, in Matt fashion. Again, I, I'm more pro-Matt than you guys are. But, like, he still said nothing with that comment. Like, he basically. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he said like, nothing. He just, like, does yeah. not take a stand um, at all. Uh, and I'm sure our producer helps him write that line. Um, yeah. So, like, um, you know, glaring racism aside like (laughs) he didn't even really I'm so perplexed by his I understand Matt's attraction to Rachel but they far and beyond seem like they have the least to talk about than him and any yeah it feels like a natural like scientific chemistry between them like an emotional one it feels physical it feels physical to me because like there's something about their smiles that does feel like like the energy is like very palpable there and they're like oh my god I'm thinking about you and you're so special in a way that's like when you're physically attracted to a person and you both are like, isn't this exciting that we're both just like out of the gate, really fit, like we're just like into this. 
but I completely agree with you that there doesn't seem to be a lot of substance there. And we've seen a little bit of it on dates with other girls that I think he is clicking with where they just start to like vibe and talk about their families or their priorities or whatever. And I think that they're just, and there's nothing wrong with the fact that they both want to smash. I like it. Oh, Go they for it. I but hope they do. I hope they do. But it does feel like that's sort of what it is and that they're like, oh, well, this is magical. And it's like, is it? You're both just hot and want to smash. Yeah. Yeah. Like eventually, like you're going to want to have to hang out with a person um, if you're going to get married. Um, I know that's like a controversial take. but (laughs) (laughs) Well, especially if you're going to come out of this in the middle of a pandemic where you like really have to hang out with each other. Like that's an issue. Yeah, no, most yeah. dates are just looking at each other. Like, <laughs> actually, it's not. Most dates are just looking at your phone sitting next to each other. <laughs> actually, most of my dates are me making Mike sit on a couch while I try on Louboutins and twirl <laughs> in like a thousand ball gowns. Like, that's a normal date for us. And he loves it. Right. You guys love it. Boys love more than watching you shop. That is, Alyssa, that screams love to me. <laughs> I, I didn't. I didn't realize you were joking for a second. I was like, yeah, I see it. <laughs> if I get him into the mall for an hour for himself, like that's lucky. Like <laughs> He will not, he does not go for shopping, but yeah. I did um, think when he said, I'm going to spoil you. I was like, oh, so with food, like that's how I think about if you're like really in love with someone and you really want to spoil them you would be like I'm taking you to your favorite fucking restaurant or I'm giving you like your favorite fucking food like that I'm spoiling you so I'm gonna let you go shopping and if that was the case then you wouldn't be there mm-hmm. like if if Tony was like I'm gonna spoil you you get to go shopping I'd be like great so I can take Alyssa like I wouldn't want to go <laughs> Yeah, I don't need you there being like, I don't like that, you know, like just give me whatever my allowance is for this trip and I will go spend it. And then thank Thank you. you. Thank you. (laughs) And if you could throw in money for food also, that'd be so great. I'm going to need to get lost. Most romantic. (laughs) I also just sort of get confused by these like pretty woman dates because they do get a lot of clothes, but it's clothes that you can really only wear it rose ceremonies and weddings like there's mm-hmm. not like yeah. practical clothes that you can wear out on the town on a friday night like yeah, no like take me to madewell yeah <laughs> like, <if we're- laughs> get me some like zara that- t-shirts yeah that's zara. all i care like zara. get me a five for 25 victoria's secret underwear deal like oh that would be like- so great <laughs> five for 25 yeah <laughs> Guys, I still do five for 25. Like I just got it. Just got some last week. Yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> I mean, yeah. But I'm going to give you 50 so you can get 10. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, the idea well, I didn't have to like wash my underwear for so long because I would have so many pairs of Victoria's <laughs> Secret lying around. That's the best. Are so we supposed hot. to shop for underwear somewhere else as adult women or is Victoria's Secret still like I on the level? So. No, okay, I think we're actually, supposed to be better than Victoria's Secret, but I haven't figured it out. Yeah, yet. somebody but, wants to fill me in, but I haven't, I don't know. Actually, what this this might be embarrassing to admit on a recording, but I didn't actually go to Victoria's Secret. I went to Aerie. I go to Aerie too. <laughs> uh-huh. Aerie, I love it. 
I have the Aaron app on my it. phone. Wow. Yeah. Sponsor this podcast, Ari. Oh, I love it. That'd be so romantic of them. Yeah. <laughs> Give oh my God, for Valentine's Day. Yeah. I'll give you a five for 25. Yeah. This is a pro Ari podcast. Does, does Ari also do the five for 25? Yeah. Yeah. Ari does five for 25 wow. and they had like a great sale on bras and like their bras very, are comfy too. Yeah. And they're very inclusive of mm-hmm. body type and, and just really good about keeping their marketing like very diverse and they're and like showing stretch marks on their models. It's awesome. Honestly, yeah. Victoria on the bachelor could have used some airy bras because they have a lot of different ways to hide your straps. So oh, I'm just saying my God. she just like so brazenly had her like strapped out. No shame. So I was like, Damn girl. No shame. <laughs> it was like, I went to a middle school dance. Yes. And I put spaghetti <laughs> straps over my like DKNY bra. Mm-hmm. Yes. Correct. <laughs> Uh, we can lie. What a throwback. Um, so <laughs> Macy <yeah>. sold them. <laughs> I honestly anyway. barely have anything to say about this date other than it was just them sort of making goo eyes at each other and then saying that they were both out of each other's legs. Like otherwise, I'm just so I know that he's into her and I know that we're gonna have to see many more weeks of her, but I am genuinely bored out of my goddamn mind. Yeah, <laughs> they just wanna smash. That's it. They just wanna hook up. I'll watch and that power to them. Yeah. Yeah, I would watch that too, probably. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Get a camera in. I'll allow it. <laughs> <And> I'll allow it. <laughs> Bachelor after dark. Okay. Oh my god. Oh, that's so hot. That would be like the best softcore. <laughs> we could ever dream of only if only Tyler Cameron were the star. Um, <laughs> Alyssa, do you not or Taylor? Do you not like Tyler? No, that was a like I want to lick Tyler's body face. Oh. I guess it might have looked like I was disgusted by him. It's that I think he's so hot. I think he's so hot and he's so not my type. Like, but yeah. I'm like no one who is immune to how hot Tyler C is. Like, yeah, it's, he's the hottest. Yeah. The fact that Hannah on her date with him had to go like, you are so hot that I can't responsibly have sex with you because (laughs) there's no way I won't pick you because you're so, she was like, I have to do the right smart person thing and not hook up with you because you're so hot. And he was like, yeah, I get it. Like, (laughs) she's like, I fully acknowledge that you will ruin the rest of my life if I fuck you. (laughs) And I agree. And then she did later and it pretty much totally fucked her up. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like she she has admitted to that, that it was actually life ruining for a few months. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I was also low key so happy that she did when she, when it was like all on the tabloids. Cause that was also, I felt like that was a breakthrough in terms of like bachelor news kind of breaking into just like general celebrity news, obviously him also like dating Gigi Hadid and all that stuff, but he was so hot. He just like, was breaking down barriers left and right. Like everyone cared about Tyler C and then everybody cared about them hooking up. And I was like, I need her to get it out of her system for her to grow. Yeah, and she did. Oh, she was so deserving of it. I was so ready for that to happen. I was also really yeah. happy for Gigi Hadid too. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Was, oh yeah. Everybody came out a winner in, in the Tyler <laughs> yeah. Except for us, I think. <laughs> good luck, Chuck. Yeah. Uh, so um, let's move on to this poop date. 
Um, <laughs> poop date. <laughs> why do they keep doing this? Like, why do they, why do they make us do this? <laughs> I know why. Because, okay. because they want to see how, like, what the bachelor wants is like a hot girl who's just like down for anything. And like, if you can be like, like throw your hair back laughing while like scooping poop. Like, I think that is like, that is like an attractive quality that you could be like, do the messiest, nastiest thing. But like, you are a cool, hot girl that doesn't care. And she's like going to do this in her leather jacket. That's why they do this. The doesn't care part is so important because if you care too much, then they're mad at you. And it's like, wait, yes. I'm trying to win the challenge that you set yeah. up. <laughs> yeah, what's yeah. like the perfect level of caring on a manure date? Like, what yeah. would be? <laughs> is it that you just like have to on this date, be Rachel? Probably, Mich- probably like Michelle or Abigail probably pulled that off. <laughs> Definitely Abigail because she got the rose. Yeah. I was confused about, correct me if I'm wrong, but they're like, sort of in this instance was no challenge they were just like let's let's like hang out at a farm and scoop up shit and then we'll go to a cocktail hour (laughs) so all of a sudden they were at the cocktail hour and I was like no one won like no one did it like there was no thing you were just testing them to see how they were hanging out at a farm which is the only thing that made me feel okay about them dressing up as squirrels last week (laughs) only dressing up as squirrels well it seems like they edited out the challenge because they used it as the tag of the episode where they like found a golden horseshoe and I was like I would be so mad if we filmed that whole fucking thing in the hay and I have a rash all over my arms and then they don't even use it as a date on the show right that was that is true especially because we don't know what they were doing with the shit like (laughs) like was it supposed (laughs) to go in a designated like shit area like they were just like (laughs) scooping it but here's what they do they do trick you because if you're like ew then you're high maintenance yeah you don't want to touch animal shit Mm -hmm. like it's basically to find out who's not gonna be like ew you're there for the right reasons if you're chill with the shit yeah (laughs) you're often you're an authentic person um yeah this was disgusting and I like you brought it up a little earlier Alyssa but like the throwing an egg at MJ and then kissing Piper was one of the most bizarre things that I have ever, because she literally was looking at the end of the tunnel, like, are you going to throw it back? And she's like, by the time she saw him, he was like, and like, really making out with her. Like, it was like, oh, yeah, it was like, are we allowed to be here? Like that kind of make out. It was Bachelor After Dark. Bachelor After Dark. (laughs) It made me wonder if he was, had a shot. Like, that's how I would behave if I was, like, a little bit drunk, right? Oh, like, right. He, he, like, all of a sudden turned and he was like, fuck yeah, Piper is here. And, like, when he <laughs> out with Piper really aggressively. And even her energy was a little like, oh, wow. Oh, my God. Wow. Oh, okay. oh, oh. And MJ was like, holy shit. And I was like, did the producers give him, like, two shots of tequila before this shit farm date? Like, that seems weird. Probably. I felt so bad for MJ because it was so like you're maybe you're at like summer camp and a boy like pushes you and you're like, oh, we're playing tag. Oh, he likes me as a crowd. Oh, he's totally walking with that other girl over there. Never mind. (laughs) like, fuck, I misread that whole situation. Oh, okay. Yeah, because she was still like sort of playful. She's like, Matt. And then you're like, face. 
fell. <laughs> like, we we were all MJ in that moment, and and she's a tough person to sympathize with. But that was that was a, that was a yeah. hard, hard moment. To- yeah. So let's like talk about this MJ situation. So it was like brought up that she started like varsity versus JV girls, which is like so stupid. <laughs> that was like even a thing. Uh, but then like even as she's like trying to talk to him he, and then like Brittany interrupts and she's like can I have a sec unless you like want to go and Matt was like yeah I do want to go <laughs> <laughs> yeah was, I was, was waiting tough. to ask Alyssa too because she's my basketball bitch about the a lot of the girls were like oh JV and varsity means new and old and I was like no it doesn't it doesn't technically mean new and old it does it is kind of bullying because it does mean better and worse yeah it just means you're like you know varsity is like the best and then JV is the the level right under it and there's levels under JV usually as well so you know exactly it, I would say like MJ, MJ's fault is more so that she was hanging out with Victoria and chiming in when she was like these disgusting hoes, like I can't even be around these smelly skanks. And it's like, okay, that's pretty damning that that's your friend that you're walking around and talking shit with. But I don't know, saying the new and old girls or the JV and the varsity, I was like, mm, Jacenia's a little bit of a tattletale here. I'm sorry to say. Yeah. Mm. That's interesting. It, 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 the vibe is like, like I would never survive this house. Like, no. I, like I, yeah, the worst part is what's going on in a house. Like it's weird that it was framed under this varsity versus JV, but like, I do find that MJ has contributed to that toxic toxicity. For sure. However, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In general, like I just think that so many things have gone on the house that aren't okay, but maybe in the grand scheme of things, like, JV versus varsity wasn't like the biggest offense. It's just more like everyone is not welcoming to the to the new girls. And I, whereas I did think it was Matt's responsibility to call out what was being said about Brittany, I don't necessarily think it's Matt's responsibility to deal with the drama in the house at the level, at this level. Um, but I don't know. I'm also like, I also, I think she was a tattletale, but I also agree with what she was saying. Yeah, I definitely think MJ was being a mean girl, but I'm also like, you guys are all here to fuck the same guy. So we're not really here to be nice to each other. There's levels of it, but obviously not everyone is going to be on your side and be supportive. I don't know, but that's my position on all of these shows. (laughs) Right. I, I, I agree. And like sort of piggybacking on that. I always am like, especially when they show like the two last girls who had the two one-on-ones, like there's the group date and then they get the card for the one-on-one. And we saw it in this episode with Rachel and uh, Kit where Kit gets her letter and then Rachel's like, Oh my God, that's so exciting for you. I, as a viewer, I'm always like, wow, good for Rachel that she is like being kind enough to at least pretend that she's sword stoked for the other person. And that would only be a camaraderie you would have as like this, hey, we're all in this together. We all agreed to do this fucking weird dating show. And we're all just deciding that we're going to sort of support each other in this endeavor. 
I do have some empathy. I don't want to condone bullying. I don't think that the like name calling and the toxicity and the just like straight up ripping tiaras off of girls' heads is okay. <laughs> but I I do have a, I feel like I have an understanding for the fact that the girls are like, this already sucks. We're already being asked to support each other dating the same guy. And then we've formed that weird like fucking Stockholm syndrome bond. And you're going to throw in four more beauty queens. We're not going to like them. Like, yeah. we're not going to, we don't have, like, so I do have some empathy in that regard. I don't, I don't think that the toxicity is cool, but I, I am not surprised that they're not best friends. I totally agree, but it is, it does feel like such like, like a level of like going out of their way to torture them mm -hmm. rather than just like, yeah not liking each other and just like not talking to each other when you're in the you don't, at the same time. You don't feel like people should suffer just as much as you have, Sarah? That's not a feeling you share with them? Am I the only one who feels that way on this podcast? <laughs> you gotta earn it, bitch. Gotta earn it. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's so funny. Well, I, I, by the way, just like in it, while we're talking about house drama, I'm starting to get, I love her, but I'm starting to get concerned for Katie because I feel like she's doing so much policing, you know, like, or like yeah. peacekeep or whatever she's trying to do to like maintain the peace, call people out for bad behavior, whatever. Um, all the stuff that sort of makes her like, depending on how you feel about her, a good person or a arsonist as Serena C will call her later, but like whatever she's doing, it's taking away from her energy to get to know Matt. Like in, well, I just sort of associate her with the girls in the drama in the house versus yeah, potential love interest for him. I think Katie knows she's not gonna win. So she found her thing mm. to like stand out. Like, I think she like, I think like, I think she was genuine with Sarah and I think it just kind of like became her thing and she knows she's not going to win. So there's like another way to like do this show. Oh, okay. And come out on top. All right. So she's like sort of our sex posse like character. Yeah. Casted herself as that. She also is like one of the oldest, if not the oldest one in the house. So there does I don't think I realized at first how young these girls are. Like, I think MJ is like she's twenty four. Like, she's twenty one. Isn't she twenty three? Oh she's wow! Twenty one. Yeah, she's still in school. She's still at NYU. Oh god. Well, yeah, that like I thought. Makes sense. I thought like <laughs> I like a, I don't know why I thought like Anna was the youngest one, but like she's not. Anna's like right in the middle. Like I think Katie is kind of like the oldest girl in the house, and I and by like a couple years, so it feels like she is taking on like a very different role. Yeah. Well, it's not going to be Matt's wife, unfortunately. No, no, that won't be it. Um, <laughs> do we think that Kit is going to be Matt's wife? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how did you guys feel about this date? I was so excited when I knew we were recording today, and then that weird date came, and I want to know what you guys think. I wanted to say when you were saying like oh it's so nice of Rachel to be supportive of Kit when she got a one-on-one -on -one, I was like is it because Kit's gonna go bake cookies in the fucking hotel room and Rachel got louboutins so <laughs> I don't really know how nice it is 
<laughs> we cried. Wow. Crying. That was more than a hotel room. That house was nice. That place that Matt's staying at. I was like, damn. You guys, him fake cleaning it made me throw up in my mouth. <laughs> you okay, are. We I know did. you are in a hotel, you fucking asshole. And he's like, I'm cleaning for Kit. And he has like a fake fucking duster. And he's like going inside of faces. Get the fuck out of here. I can't. <laughs> We just really because I literally wrote down, wow, he's really making an effort. <laughs> we really, really need to repeat the fact that she said a lot of my life is gold Bentleys and red carpets. Are you kidding? <laughs> like, do you want fans from this show or not? <laughs> I just Well, that's what was so funny about her crying about a normal date. She was just like, oh my God, normally I have this like really exciting life. It's like so special that you like want to do this like dumb night with me. <laughs> wow. I enjoyed I that, that she thought that they were going to get a meal. Like she thought they were cooking dinner and then like she probably didn't eat dinner and then they just made cookies. That they was just unfortunate. Made cookies. Yeah, yeah, it was weird. I mean, she's she is one of the more unique uh, contestants, in my opinion, that I've seen in terms of just like I can't. I feel like I get her, and yet I totally don't. I'm like, I know the yeah. type of girl that you are, but I don't totally know why you're on this show, and I I don't know how much you're really into him or faking it or whatever is going on. And the fact that you love, she was like, he he remembered I loved cooking and burst into tears. <laughs> I was like, I can't handle this moment. Well, I'm like, Alyssa, going back to what you said, like Rachel had to like pretend to be stoked for her, like kids crying about the state card, and Rachel's like, do you really like to? cook or something (laughs) (laughs) she's trying to be a good sport about that I I, she she is um I I I, I so agree with what you're saying Taylor like she's she's like a celebrity kid like Mm -hmm. and and those kids just like live entirely different lives like um Uh, one of my friends moms is famous (laughs) no big deal but like we used to work together and like everybody would be talking about their weekend and it would be like you know I went to Target like I went to a bar and she was like oh I went to a party and Sean Mendez was there so we had to stop playing Sean Mendez on (laughs) like at the party because it's lame to play the music of somebody who's famous who's there and like it's like a whole other world like I just like cannot grasp (laughs) and that was just like a normal weekend and like I think that Kit probably lives in that reality where it's just like her normal would be like the craziest thing that would happen in any of the rest of our lives like it's Mm -hmm. just does it make you wonder why she's there though it makes me wonder why, because I feel like there's a couple of, a lot of contestants on the show where I'm like, oh, cool. It would be smart of you to use this as a tool to form some sort of like money making or career, like, like, but mm-hmm. for Kit, I'm like, why are you here? It almost like devalues her, you know? It's okay. like, I'm like, this is a show for random hot people from all over the country to come and sell subscriptions to sponges on their Instagram. Like why Kit could literally be in the reboot of Gossip Girl. You know, like, I don't, I don't know why, what she's getting out of this. I feel like 
she calls herself a fashion entrepreneur. She probably hangs. I mean, she probably goes to fashion week like every year of her life since she's a kid. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't understand. These are not her people like mm-hmm. at all. Yeah, that's maybe that's- she was craving the normalcy. Maybe this is like a passion project. Oh, very normal thing. down for her. This is this is swimming with the with the normies. Um, yeah, yeah. But I like if she is somebody who is trying to start her own brand, like it does cheapen it a little bit that she was on The Bachelor. Like it is somebody yeah. that is gonna. Yeah, she didn't need it. She like already had the Instagram followers. She already had a podcast. Like she already had all these things yeah. that like the girls on the show are trying to attain. Yeah. Yeah. Confusing. And she feels very different from the women that he's connected with thus far. And so it does, it's just like the, I was, were you guys surprised that she got the one-on-one? Yes. Yes. Yeah. But he, he seems like very, like he almost seems about her the way we're talking about her. Like, he's like, I can't quite figure you out. And I think because she's also really hot, like it's like very intriguing to him and he like wanted to like figure it out. Yeah, I get that. And yeah, him being like, I had to put on a good outfit. I thought that was cute. That was almost a more genuine moment of it being like, I know she's a fashionista. I know I had to look cute. But I I just like, I expected it to be someone else. I expected it to be Chelsea. Like I expected it to be someone else I had seen him bonding with. Mm -hmm. And I kind of, I just like was really shocked to see that Kit was a one-on-one. And then they just like baked cookies. And I was like, okay. Yeah. I talked about kids fashion sense inspiring him in that et interview as well like he was like i took something from all the women with me this shirt it was inspired by kit how is a shirt inspired by a woman that you're dating like i I, like i I can't because she likes fashion okay like like i feel like how does the fact that she likes fashion help him pick out a shirt like i uh I, I think he was like channeling her or something <laughs> when he was picking it out. I don't know, guys. I didn't watch the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, this was about the time that like my, uh, I forgot to tell you guys, I also did dry January and I had my first glass of wine last night and it turned into four. And Ooh. Uh, this is around the time that I was like, oh, I'm like really drunk. <laughs> yeah. Like, time for bed. <laughs> yeah. Your oh, tolerance oh changes, so let me tell you. Yeah. Yeah. Are yeah. you okay? Like, are you so hungover right yes, now? Yes, I'm very hungover. Four glasses right of wine. Wow. Yeah, no, I'm not trying to do this. <laughs> I like, really need a shower. Um, okay. Well, okay. So we've reached the end of the episode, but I feel like we should decide once and for all what we are going to do, what the loser, I'm saying that in quotes because I think the loser is really the winner. Um, what the loser mm-hmm. of our bracket is mm-hmm. going to do. Is it, is it going to be doing a book report on Ben Higgins book or is it going to be a big unboxing? Right. It's a matter of who we're okay with someone's money going to, right? Okay. Yeah. They're both Victoria. Right. They're both Republicans, Alyssa. Makes yeah. a really good point. <laughs> I think I I think I would still prefer Ben giving money to Ben over Victoria, though. All right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm I'm kind well, of into first that. Of all, I, I think at least <laughs> first of all, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> 
sorry. We could also try to do like, we could do like Ben Higgins's book, but we could try to like buy it used on Amazon from another dealer instead of Ben. That's great. Maybe like support a local bookstore or try to find a local bookstore version of Ben's book. (laughs) Maybe get it locally because it just came out. So there probably aren't many used copies. I will say that the biggest change in my life since quarantine has started is that I've learned how to buy audiobooks and so I will not be reading any pages of anything I will be listening because <laughs> I am the world's slowest reader it's so I was in remedial reading classes in elementary school you guys and I never caught up so audiobooks are my friend I'm sorry I'm giving my money to Big Apple to, for the sake of time you know I like I like the idea of ben, also if we do ben, the Ben Higgins, yes. we should do like a book report, and it would be a fun episode because it does yeah. seem like he is like I was reading today that he had to like talk to Lauren before he ended up publishing it, which is obviously just like a juicy good headline that makes people buy the book. But it'll be fun to see what we learn. I also yeah. like podcast oh, yeah. episodes where people like summarize a book that they read, and I think that could be fun for all of us to like share with each other. What do we think? I love the episode. At this point, I'm just like, I don't care if I lose. I'm going to read it anyway. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I probably will too. Alone in plain sight. Wow. And And it's just like his face coming out of a shadow. Oh, no. Oh, God. He's so deep. I love it. Um, I, I, by the way, I feel like if there is any way to consume that content, I think I have to agree with Alyssa. I think it should be over um audio like over audible because then you get to hear him reading to you yeah ben should read it Mm -hmm. to you you're on the journey with him i'm expecting most of it to be platitudes about like life and god and uh, yeah it sounds like a sleep app to me honestly i actually ben higgins like saying anything to me i'm gonna fall asleep but (laughs) i'm here for it (laughs) i i read the summary it's like a four-part book and it's like and it's it's all about connection and it's connection with yourself, with others, with your romantic partner and with God. <laughs> okay, you guys, you guys, this is not fair. You both clearly want to read this goddamn book. <laughs> Alyssa and I do not want to read this book no. and you guys are pushing this book on us. <laughs> and it's fine because we push the bracket on you, but I want you guys to be forthright <laughs> with your agenda right now. You guys want to read this Ben Higgins fucking book. Listen, you might not be wrong. <laughs> this might be what I've been looking forward to all year. Wow. <laughs> it was like literally, I was like, oh my God, it's out. It's out. It's like, wouldn't it be <laughs> so with horrible? me with the uh, Erica Jane from The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, like, came out with a book last year and I read it within like 10 hours of her publishing it and I was like Alyssa Alyssa did you read it Alyssa Alyssa and she was like yeah maybe and I was like I read it right now I have yet to read a housewives uh housewives book but I I got pretty into celebrity memoirs in general but I think if there is any housewife I would want to read I would definitely want to read Miss Erica James but like she made a mistake she should have published that book right now she published it too early (laughs) can she come out with a sophomore book I want to yeah I want to read the after I want to read the next book yeah so what I want to read you're gonna take money away from widows (laughs) (laughs) guys who who would you 
who would you whose book would you want to read least ben higgins that already exists or austin's from southern charm <laughs> probably austin because he's not austin. he's nothing he's nothing i imagine he does nothing. Be unreadable yeah there'd be nothing to yeah. write about I would read Ben Shep. Oh, wait. Shep actually just came out with a book. It's called Average Expectations. Ooh. I'll read it. So does Lala. (laughs) I would read read Lala's book before Shep's book. (laughs) Shep's book is like Average Expectations, How to Never Work a Day in Your Life. And then Lala's book is like High Expectations, How to Work Every Day of Your Life and in the Bedroom. (laughs) Like... (laughs) Yeah, okay. the fact that Lala's book isn't called How to Open Your Legs and Fly is shocking. <laughs> oh my God, I love that. Wow. That's, That's the best line right. that she's ever said. We pick, yeah. we pick four reality TV star books. We put them all in a hat and we each have to pull a book and each one of you have to read the one you've been given. And to make it worse, Alex, you can't read the ones that you didn't pick. So if you don't pick Ben, you just can't read ever it. in Aww. our lives That's so <laughs> ever <sad>. this <laughs> is actually a good idea for a podcast like we all have to like just <laughs> only one a person gets to read the celebrity like memoir and then they pitch it to the other people like they summarize it yeah they got to make them want to read it that's good Jesus. all right taylor you and i will start that podcast <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> oh my god <laughs> this is a cool <laughs> <laughs> God. Uh, Wait, this is my idea. <laughs> I did. I just said Sarah's idea, but louder. That's how I tell jokes. I know. Uh, well, you guys are the best. Thank you so much for coming on. We always have so much fun talking to you. Um, uh, you guys can, uh, um, and you, you guys, uh, everyone who's listening can listen to table flipping podcast. It drops every Friday and it covers all things reality TV. So bachelor or Southern charm housewives. Um, I saw you guys, like you had an, like a funky one the other day. It was, uh, was it one? Well, now we've had two funky ones. We had the glee project, which was wild. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I cannot oh, I believe that, that was a show. It yeah. is a show. Oh, it was the Glee Project. Oh my God. It's mm-hmm. fucking crazy. You don't, I, we didn't see the show. Uh, you don't have to know the show to listen to it, which is like a fun version of episodes that we do. And uh, we basically learned that Ryan Murphy produced a show where like people came on and like pitched themselves as new characters on Glee. And it's crazy. I can't believe the show existed. It's so good. I, We're actually I doing- it with my parents in real time like when it was out wow <laughs> like we set like we planned for it like we were like tonight's glee project oh my god <laughs> that's crazy we're doing um bling empire on friday with uh dana from vanderpump rules oh so. my wow you just said Woo! a lot of stuff that i love uh, <laughs> in that one sentence yeah. bling empire i watched it all in a day yeah it's, it's wild. yeah Oh God, it, it got is, it kind of telling wild. Yeah. It w- it's like basically crazy rich Asians, um, like like a IRL version of that. I think it's how they like pitched it in that first episode. And then mm-hmm. you have like those sort of like quote unquote down and out guy who's like super hot who can like fit in with these rich people, yeah. but like is like the fish out of water and they're off. Yeah, they're like, here's our in. He's a model. And they're like, what? <laughs> 
but it's so good. I will certainly be checking that out. Does that episode drop this Friday? Yes. yes. Oh my gosh. Okay. Amazing. Well, thank you guys so much for being on the show. We love having you. And uh, let's do it again once we uh, we figure out our book. <laughs> 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 whatever we figure out which book we're reading <laughs> thanks for having us guys this is so fun you're the best thanks so much for listening and if you like what you heard please rate and subscribe and of course the journey doesn't end here follow us on social media at sarah elizabeth franklin and at alex ryan frank see you later Have you ever encountered an unexplained hairy bipedal hominid in the woods? Have you received telepathic messages from an unidentified aerial phenomenon? If so, then you need to listen to Bigfoot Collectors Club. I'm Michael McMillan. And I'm Bryce Johnson. And together with super producer... Riley Bray. We make up the Bigfoot Collectors Club. That's right. Every week we talk to actors, comedians, writers, and paranormal experts about their personal paranormal histories and share stories of high strangeness. Like the time when we talked to Craig Ferguson about the Loch Ness Monster and when a sea witch told him he had raven magic. Or the time I asked Pitch Perfect's Anna Camp her opinion on cattle mutilations. Past guests have included Rachel Bloom, Jen Kirkman, Paul F. Tompkins, Bobcat Goldthwait, and more. So if you've ever been abducted alongside five reindeer by an alien with drills for hands, or witnessed Bigfoot crawl out of an interdimensional portal, don't laugh, happens all the time, then check out Bigfoot Collectors Club on Campfire Media or wherever you get your podcasts. Bigfoot, Bigfoot Collectors Club, you're, you're here to, to believe us. Wait, is that how it goes? Campfire.